0: Thanks for your welcome. I'm sorry I'm not up to your technology, but uh, nevertheless, it's always good when brothers and sisters can come and have fellowship together. My name, Alan Dunbar. My granny was Minnie Dunbar at 44 Main Street, New Deer, so I'm a loon for New Deer. I used to drive from Aberdeen at the barracks at the Bridge of Dawn. Uh, boys and girls, put your hands over your ears from the age of 12 <laughs> to New Deer, to my grands, because I was one of these little spoiled boys, and they drove back to the Bridge of Dawn and Dad took the car over and then I, he drove me home to the house. So. A bit of a rebel to begin with, but I didn't realize I was doing that, and that's what um, my upbringing. After that, what did I do? I then went into um, the motor business. I served my time as a motor mechanic because I was delighted to be in cars and have spent 50 years serving in that uh, side of the business. And now, in the last four years after retirement, I was looking for something that would give me purpose in the community, enabling me to share with people my love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And have uh, been in pastoral work for quite a number of years, and to reach out from my comfort zone at church into the society and the community was what I felt God was calling me for. And now I realize and my wife, Christine, and my two friends there, Brian and Jennifer, who run the charity Somebody Cares, and we've all got this passion for people and to help people. But all our passions circle around one particular thing, and that is that they would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior and their Lord. So let's just pray as we come together and just ask the Lord to bless us. And as the folks are coming in again, the Stoffbergs, we're always late in Inverness, so nothing changes. It's it's brilliant to see you. Glad you made it before Monday, and uh, that's wonderful. I would have taken that sort of, uh, they'll take it personally, of course, and they'll be in the cream puff, but I don't care. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your presence here today. We trust as we share this morning the enthusiasm we have through the power of your Spirit working through us, and indeed maybe for some this morning who the Spirit isn't fully functional within because you haven't let go yet to let God have his way and his purpose in your life. We trust this will be a challenge as well as informative today, that people will get to know you better and have a desire. serve you. We thank you for all the lives that are touched from this community church and for all the people that come regular and irregular and we thank you for each child bowed here in your presence with all their toys. Lord just touch them today in a special blessing for we ask it in your precious name. Amen. If you've got your Bible with you why not look up Isaiah chapter 40. It's wonderful to look at the Word of God and then I'll share with you in the ministry of, of CAP. I'm always excited when I read scripture because it's a book that's been re- written so many years ago but so relevant for today and it gives us challenges in our day-to-day living. In chapter 40 then from verse 28 to 31 we read these words. Do you not know Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the earth, the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the prayer of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. And they will walk and not be faint. May God add a blessing to that reading. Because that is the experience of Cap. 2016, not only in Scotland, but nationally, how lives are being changed because we get our 62nd opportunity of sharing the gospel on our first meeting, and that's the way that we can share with people our motivation, why we bother, and that is the thing we often say to people, do you know? As the scripture has asked you this morning, do you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Are you still inquiring? Are you looking over at people that you see in church every week and thinking, ah, I would love a share of what they've got, but I ain't made it yet. I'm still inquiring. So if you're inquiring this morning, I'd love to chat with you because I would love to point you to that purpose for your life and bring you to that faith in God. Have you not heard? I'm sure every week the gospel is preached here in different ways and the boys and girls at Sunday school similarly have that. I wonder if that is something that you've applied. Because our Lord is indeed the everlasting God. It's in his strength each day I can fulfill my purpose. Is that the purpose that you fulfill each day? Is your trust 100% in God, the creator to the ends of the earth. God's power being experienced. You'll be hearing in a few minutes about that in everyday lives. Yes, how God can meet you in your weariness, and some of us get tired, and we just need that little boost. The family are not understanding us just now, or my friends at work are not understanding me just now, or I'm just looking for purpose, and I'm getting tired, and no one understands me. And I find that by reaching out to people through the power of the Spirit, enabling them to come to that knowledge of God can indeed refresh them in their weariness. And we often get sidetracked when you're dealing with people that have got problems with social needs, maybe drug abuse, maybe alcohol abuse, maybe internet abuse, all these things that are relevant to today, they can get sidetracked very quickly and sometimes there's no one looking out to realize that they are getting sidetracked and they need to be directed back into some, some light there. But as we put our trust in God each day, we can experience the, the trust, we can experience the strength to meet each problem and be in exchange for the greater power that is within us if our trust is in God which is, allows us, as Scripture says there, even to soar like eagles. And this morning, I wonder if you're soaring at 10 feet, 15 feet, or have you come along bumping along the bottom, and you've just made it and you have a lot of sore bits, or are you up there and you've committed this day to the Lord and said, Lord, move in power in Ellen that people may go closer to you to be experiencing the things of God and enabling them to work and to walk in that wonderful faith. Now I'm looking at the program for a little bit of guidance here. Uh, are the children going out? or Are they not going out? Or am I just continuing? You'll do the songs, and then I'll do the talk after that, just as you've programmed. The children's talk. Yes, I'm sorry, just that it has to start with us as persons, and thereafter as we have that experience in our life of God, we want to share that, we want to radiate that, and each of us have that opportunity being in Christ. I know that you all want to affect your community, and also are affecting your community by your witness here But I also want to encourage you on the wider spectrum of how Christians Against Poverty are working in your nation, and indeed in Scotland, and very vibrantly as well. And it's excellent for us as CAP to say thank you for Catherine and her involvement with CAP Money already, and hopefully enthuse others to get involved in this wonderful ministry that we'll be talking about as we continue. Cap is indeed a real uh, miracle because in 1996, a guy called John Kirby in a car park in, down in Bradford had lost his job. He thought he was going to lose his house. He had two little girls and he had nothing much going for him and he had no money. And he realized there should be just an end to all this because what's the future going to be for me? I can't sustain my family or anything else. And God spoke to him and said, John, there's a purpose in your life. Get back home, get that kitchen table and pray, and ask for guidance. He did so, and he and his wife started this wonderful ministry, which has been in the go, it's always based in local churches, we are not independent in that respect, we have all denominations supporting us, and we are richly blessed. And the latest uh, statistic on that is that we have 301 debt centres, we have 145 job clubs, 58 release groups, 25 recently launched life skill courses, and they're all based in local churches. So it's an opportunity for local churches to serve the community as persons come to ask more of how they can be helped. We've just recently launched in uh, Canada and New Zealand and things are at the early stages there. But this morning I'd like to share three aspects of our ministry so that you could hear a little bit better about it. Obviously, our values and our vision, it's important that you know that we're all Christ based. Every person that serves in CAP must be a Christian. They must be able to share their testimony. We make it a little bit of a hurdle so that we know that we are effective in every conversation to radiate and share the love of God, which is exceptionally important to us the scripture clearly defines what our our purpose is and our mandate is go out there into the world and preach the gospel but preaching is not necessarily as i'm doing right now standing with my finger up it's maybe sitting in a cafe and with a person that's under the weather for whatever reason and being able in that 60 seconds to just say do you want to know what motivates me today Yeah, Paul, tell me about it. It's God. Can I tell you about him? Yeah. Four years of service for CAP and only once as a person in the first interview said, I don't want you to pray for me. But that same person on the second interview said, I've been troubled since I last talked to you, Alan. Says, what's your problem? He says, I forgot. I told you not to pray for me. And I was speaking to another friend that you, you, you go and see, and they felt so blessed after prayer, I want it. I said, you'll get a double portion today. <laughs> Great God uses little guys like us to mumble and to fumble, but yet to radiate His love. So each of us can be exceptionally effective. One of the things that we meet an awful lot of, and we've really said that already, and William touched on it with the children, those of our clients who go hungry and they need something to eat. Let me tell you about Heather. Heather is a mother of a 22-year-old alcoholic daughter. She's got two younger ones, uh, nine and eight. Uh, She has had alcohol often on herself, and really struggles, desperate to get out of the the, the bit. But she'll phone up, and I know when she phones that she's been on the juice, and I'll say, have you failed, Heather? Yeah. So I know exactly what it is. It's this alcoholic daughter that brings a boyfriend in who's tagged, and he puts his tag under the bed, he cuts it off, puts it under the bed, because he's a drug runner, and she's petrified that the police come to the door because he's a drug runner. So she goes up to the Cope supermarket, open all hours, buys a bottle, and she's off to the drink. And this has been happening over the last six months for Heather. Heather, washing dishes in her kitchen last week as we were serving uh, retired people their lunch at our Christian center, said this to me just a fortnight ago, I want more of this. I don't want what I'm doing. I want God in my life. These are the opportunities we have. Roy, Roy, when I met him four years ago, Roy was one of the wildest men I would have taken him today uh, if it hadn't been so far because he has to work to to, Iceland he works in and he has to work on a Sunday afternoon but Roy's testimony is this four and a half years ago met Roy he didn't have anything to eat but he was also both on drugs and uh, he was uh, smoking the, the weed as well a wild man makes me look like a little muppet you know he's a big boy like this and when he shares his love of the Lord, he tells you it like that, right in your face. He's he gives you about two inches from your nose to nose when you share the gospel. He's so on fire for what God's done. Because is he not only clear dry of all these addictions He's already got him qualified as a pastor, street pastor, and the work that he's doing in the town is quite remarkable, sharing the love of God. But even Roy, with all these things, only last week said, Alan, I feel so embarrassed to come on to you, but I've got no food. I said, wow, you nerf, he managed that. He says, well, I got my wages, and there's a lady around the corner that I know is struggling. She didn't have anything to, to feed her child. And I gave her my money. And I've left with nothing for myself. So he got a generous food parcel from our cupboard. He was needing food. Not that he was without Lord, but he was relying on the fellowship of his new family to be supporting him in his need. I was a stranger, the scripture can say, and you welcomed me in. I can tell you then about those, about 48%, or should I say, about 65% of our clients have missed meals. So that's a norm, Monday through through, uh, Sunday. On the other hand, on the survey that we've recently made, 48 of our clients live in fear, high stress levels. Some not going out the house. If I told you about Douglas, Douglas, we are working with just now. Douglas goes out at half past two or three o'clock in the morning to walk his little dog. Because he's frightened to go out during the day in case anyone gets hold of him. Because he had a partner when I first met him, and he broke up with a partner, and a new boyfriend came into her life and decided she had a he had an umbrage against Douglas. He'd seen Douglas in the town, followed him home, waited till he got into his house, rang the doorbell, and with a crowbar, decimated his whole side of his face, using surgery for hours, getting rebuilt. And since then, Douglas hasn't gone out. His mom was alcoholic, his sister was schizophrenic, and he just had nothing going for him. He was in bits. But when we met him and work with him, Douglas is saying my life's new because you knocked at my door, you came in and you gave me something that the world hasn't given me, friendship, a peace, because we're able to explain things through for him. We also had Jamie, a young boy, 22. Mum died six months ago. Mum did everything for Jamie. Jamie hadn't even think. His washing was done. His clothes were bought, he just went out to work and came back again. Everything's gone. Mum's dead. He just got himself in a mess over the last six months. And again, he invited us in and enabled us to help him, which is ongoing. You also see on the the fear, the 48% then living in great fear. We also have 55% of our clientele visiting their GPs with stress-related issues, and over half of these are in prescribed medicines. Not that we can do the medical bit, but it's amazing how when we are starting the befriending and supporting them in different ways, because we don't normally go in there to do their, the debt side of things, we befriend them to get involved in different areas. And one of the areas that's new in Inverness is that we felt we needed to have a manshed. That's the in thing now, somewhere where people can go and chill and work and do different things. And one of our retired guys in the church builds things for uh, gardens, garden pot plants and swings and chairs and all sorts of things from his shed. So two businessmen came along and said, we want Tom to be blessed. And they built this enormous shed which uh, enables maybe four or five people to work in it, making these things so that we can sell them to raise funds to keep cap going. But the important thing is not the selling of the goods for that, it's relieving the stress of these people, some who can do a thing, but they love to come up to the cabin to chill out and just be sharing with Christian people what our aims and our objectives are. Some people just want to sit back, but the majority of them want to help, and that's how we've got that connection with Heather I mentioned. She'll come and wash dishes if if we're stuck. She wants to be involved like that in different things. As we look out for the the, the poor, um, it's it's quite humbling for someone to admit that they are in need of help with their money. This is an area where cap money is absolutely amazing. And that's where Catherine is going to be developing that work in this area. And indeed, delighted to say we've now got a cap centre in Aberdeen that was just opened that last week or the week before. And as they work from Aberdeen now, it's going to be a great asset. But with cap money, how does cap money work? It may be for you. Maybe every month you just get to the end of the month and you've just made it. You're just in the black and no more or you're just right on the edge of that overdraft that you've organised, and you never get out of the bit. Well, CAP, not only confidentially, but work in a way that they suggest different ways to budget. And it's quite amazing how many people have done that course maybe eight years ago and are still working on that system of CAP budgeting for the future. It's a great way just to take note and realise, you have enough money. It's just maybe the way you disperse it. And the amount of people that come back and say, that's just amazing, because we've never talked about it. So the food parcels that we give out, I've got a Highland Food Bank, disperse food parcels through vouchers. We've also got a cupboard in our own centre where people come and donate food, so we're able to provide food. Uh, it's a great way of, of, of giving support. The freedom that we realize that we can give to people is this. A survey recently conducted that on this fear of 48% living in fear, where have we gone in that with CAP? Doors that have been opened. I go to the prison. I speak with prisoners five months before release date and... Uh, ask them different things. I've got an open door there. And uh, as we speak to them, we've been qualifying, find out where they're from, putting them in touch with CAP centers in the areas in which they are going to be living themselves. We also have been seeing people that have come from prison and are just living the worst life. And the prison authorities have been coming on to us, saying, we've suggested to so-and-so that he contacts you and work through, through CAP. Quite amazing. In the practical side of things, also the healing to the lives, 50%, 55% of our clients visiting the, the, the GPs for for a lease like that. But how is it working in the overview of our areas in the gospel? How are people responding to the gospel? Lots of people never had God in their lives at all. When I ask somebody, how about a prayer? Would you, would you like me to pray? Yeah, I would quite like that. I've heard about prayer, but I don't know what to do. Do I close my eyes? Do I bend my knee? Do I clasp my hands? Uh, what do I do? Standard practice, possibly a little irreverent for some of you. But I just say, just stand the way you are or sit the way you are. Let's just pray to God because He knows where you're at and He'll minister peace in your lives, and that is exactly what's been happening. Over the 20 years that we've been in, in, uh, in, in operation now, focusing on debt management, it's amazing how we've established contacts with all the main uh, areas of uh, government. The House of Lords, we are there every month talking in the finance side of departments The Job Centre Pluses all receive letters from the House of Lords to tell them to open the doors to us to be available for that. If I tell you about the Inverness side of things, the Job Centre Plus has opened the door for me for the prison. It's opened the door for me in NHS Highland. It's opened the doors for the schools. It's opened the doors for uh, the Women's Refuge or Battered Wives as it's called in in town where people are in there for protection as well as everything else. The amount of doors that are being opened by non-Christian organisations asking us to be part of it And even this week, in the Highland Council, I was called to a meeting on Tuesday from the Money Advice Bureau. That's the Money Advice doing budgeting and all the rest of it. They have had to close due to the cuts on their budgets. So there's no longer a Money Advice eh, facility available with the Council. And they are talking about transferring all their client base onto us so that we can now attend to it. So we're now just working through the logistics of a letter going to these people, telling it, Christians Against Poverty, making no modes about it, that it's Christian organisation, do they wish to accept the transfer of their uh, work from there. Job clubs have worked very successfully in some areas, particularly up in Kyle, uh, our most northerly uh, centre there, where we just have laptops and stuff like that and connections with job centres to find people employment and to help them with CVs and all the sort of things that they need there and the release groups have again been very successful because we're getting alongside people with trained people to help with abuse, with drugs, alcohol, addiction, which is one of the, the main things in the Highlands at the moment. It's overtaken um, drugs and alcohol, uh, the addiction for computers and all the rest of it. So the overview of, of CAP in general, just so that I'm talking through there, and I emphasize on cap money. Cap money courses are for three weeks, um, or for three different sessions, to help people with cap money. And Catherine, as I say, is a trained person, maybe has already operated a cap money course in your fellowship. Can I just emphasize how important this cap money is? In the Highland region, we have the mandate now that every fifth and sixth year pupil is going to go through cap money. So we need resources to make sure we can cover all the schools. Highland Council opened the gate, we're welcome. The Job Centre Plus Has said to us, not only do we want you to come and do cap money for our clientele and Job Centre Plus, we'll provide the facilities, we'll provide the room, the coffee, the tea, whatever you need for IT, so that everything will be done properly. We want cap money in the Highland region and also in the prison where there's an education department in the prison. We're going to be running cap money there. We're going to be ca- running cap money at the Battered Wives eight lounge area. And there'll be other areas that, of service that will be invited in for cap money. And can I just emphasize for Catherine here, all these opportunities are open for us to take, but we can't cover it unless we've got staff to cover it. So I'm sure that Catherine for one would be saying, even if I get a team of people trained enabling me to take on this opportunity and that opportunity for three sessions, you could all be in different teams and you could be covering this area amicably. For that, normally the training would be down in Edinburgh or further south in Carlisle or Newcastle. But at the last conference, the National Conference, we've secured training in Scotland, and the training will take place in Inverness at Caldothal Christian Centre on the 1st of October. And I've got sheets through the house there, that I'm hoping that some of you will sign up to encourage Catherine, but also sign up for the training. And even once you've trained, it's not a matter of her being on your back to say, are you free for next Tuesday? It's just a matter of getting plenty of people trained, and then you can suss out for yourself when it would be most uh, convenient for yourself. The driving force that encompasses all these things, and I could go on for, for long enough, is sharing our Christian faith. And for that reason, the government can't fund us. We have to fund ourselves because we're a Christian organization. They want us in the House of Lords. They've said to us, we'll give you funding if you stop praying with people and stop telling them about God. Because we're a multi-faith society and we can't accept that. We will accept your name. So go for it, baby. Hallelujah. They accept Christians against poverty. So with that, as that driving force, how many people do we see coming to the Lord? We had over 5,000 people that came to the Lord last year. 877 in the last year alone uh, came in personal faith through the centre work that we operate. It really excites us. In 2015, these are important statistics, 2,600 people went debt free. On that battered wives place I referred to, we've had two ladies that were in that centre being protected from their ex partners because of bad abuse and all the rest of it, in horrendous positions financially, and they're both now debt free. They're living in uh, secured housing, they're happy. And they're both going on with the Lord. Thanks to that opportunity of the open door. Also on survey, if you like statistics, that statistic there means that seven families every day are going debt-free. The statistic is phenomenal. And with that, after six years, they're remaining debt-free. So it's not just a quick fix. They are taking on board the things that we're saying. So areas of service, Job Centre Plus, NHS, Women's Aid, Prison, Highland Council, and on it goes. And with the support of the different churches, we're able to achieve and to fulfil all these things. If I could just say in conclusion... Not only are we able to be successful in getting people debt free, we're also very successful reducing debts. Last year alone, £2.7 million of debt was handled by CAP. We we'll get things, if I put that into perspective, how, how debts are reduced, if I said you might have a debt of £1,000 and you're paying interest on that £1,000 because you're not paying your payments and then you've got the different people coming to try and get the money off you, the Scott & or the Lowell's or the Shepherds or all these agencies, all charging money. What CAP does, they take that debt of £1,000, they inform the source, we are now handling it, so, sack all your agencies trying to retrieve money. We then say, Will you stop the interest? Most cases they do. Will you reduce the balance being guaranteed that you'll be paid over a period in time? Yes. And I'm not quoting high fly, I'm saying sometimes that £1,000 could go down to £400, and then that client, through us, is paying off. £400. Why? Because we are known nationally as a company and an organisation that comes up with the goods. And the commitment we need is your prayer commitment, first of all, for opportunities. We need people like you available to serve, to let the nation and the people in your area know that this facility is available And our team of experts back home are saying this. If that client, if William is going to work with me, what do I say to William on my first occasion? William, if you work with me, I can guarantee I'll never leave you or forsake you in any way, no matter what you do until you're debt free. But... And the but, William, is this, you need to work with us, because every pound you pay us, we pay your debt. There is no fees for any of our services, all our services are free of charge, Inverness is all voluntary. We don't have any paid staff there at all at the moment. But we do have paid staff in some of our centres. But all monies that are paid for expenses are met by churches and businesses that support us. And we are really blessed. But as William says, how can you manage that? William, I just want to tell you that we'll be with you and you're debt-free however long it takes. And how do we do that? Because there's people praying for you, William, throughout different churches in this area. And they want the best for you. And I'll be introducing you to some of them now and again when we go for a coffee and stuff like that. That's how we'll be doing it, William. You'll be happy enough with that. <laughs> I know you're a bit apprehensive, William. It's, you're not used to going out. But, I mean, William, I'll tell you something. We'll, we'll, we'll just be down the road. It's not high-flying high stuff. Uh, You you know, if you want our friendship, William, we're prepared to go the second mile for you. Have you a lot of pals just now? Sometimes, no. Sometimes, yeah, but I need to change my pals. Because my pals are my problem. And I haven't got social skills. I haven't got the way out. I don't know how to do it. My mum and dad live this kind of life. Here's me living it. I want out of this rut. William, do you know something? Even if it takes a long time... It might be next week we'll go out for a coffee or out for a walk. It may be the week after, but we'll work with you. When well, you give thought to that, William, and here's a wee pack, it tells you all about what Cap's all about. There's no pressure on you, because this is the first time you've met me. But what I'm going to say is this. Have a wee read through it. Any questions you've got, I'll answer it. And Johnny that's with me today, that's what we call, I call him a, bef- a befriender. He's got a bit of social need himself. William, we've all got our cross to bear. But, but Johnny's a good guy. He'll, he'll give you a wee text maybe and you can meet up with him sometime and I'll take you down to see the shed. You know, you should see the shed. Don't put on good shoes because there's a lot of sawdust. But you know something? There's guys there that'll look out for you. William, you've got more to offer than you feel you've got right now. You're worth more than where you're at right now. Hey, I'm getting excited already. I'm going to be working with William. I'm going to see you at 10 o'clock on Tuesday. So is that still okay, William? (laughs) What am I doing? I'm befriending him. I'm not threatening him. I'm not saying to him, William, I'm going to tell you this. I'm getting at his level, finding out what makes him tick and find out if he's got a problem with a friend because he's maybe going to tell me about that sometime along the line. Hey, guys, will you pray for us? We pray for Christians Against Poverty? I could go on for long enough. There's lots of testimony. I've got them all here, but I don't want to be taking more of your time. But what I want to say is this as we talk. I've got two books. One book is Nevertheless, which is the whole testimony of CAP. How it's operated right up to date with all its history. Twelve lives that we've printed in here that have been changed through cap ministry coming to know the Lord and now going on with the Lord and one thing that we would be very encouraged on the nevertheless sheet is if you'd like through in the coffee area where we've set up a restall there if you would like to give us your name and address uh, we will send you prayer updates and things like that but very much are we excited and I don't emphasize this enough It's not a marketing ploy that Ellen Baptist have Catherine as a cap money advisor in this area. And we nationally, not just Inverness, but we nationally want to be supporting her in her ministry and as that ministry develops. We're excited now that Aberdeen has got uh, center. It may well be Ellen the next one. But we want to encourage you and ask you to encourage us. And by encouraging us, you could support us. If you wanted to support us financially, even three pounds a month would buy that coffee for someone that's on the street in need and give us the opportunity to share with them the love of God. Restore, O Lord, the honor of your name in this nation of ours. Give us compassion for those who are in need. And never forget as you minister that love to one another in a fellowship. There could be people here this morning that are hurting. Because you don't want to let MD know what that purpose is. But the church and the healing power that's available through our wonderful Lord Jesus Christ is saying this morning hear the word respond according to the prompting Pastor William or someone else that you have a confidence in or indeed not behind William's back but over coffee why not speak to me why not speak to my wife Christine or Brian and Jennifer we're all trained but maybe someone that you don't know just to say would you pray for me Because I have got things. I'm not going to tell you, but I've got things. And if any of you at any time wanted me to phone, I would do that. And what I would do, as I do in different fellowships that I go to, if I heard from you, I wouldn't be asking you to do anything that was wrong. But at one point, I might say, can I now share this with your pastor, William, So the pastoral team of this church can take on board your needs and the guarantee is this no one would know our Lord is a great God he's given us gifts to keep confidentialities but he's also given us the power through cap ministry to go into the lives of those in greater need They don't know these facilities are available through a church network and they're calling out for help will you partner with us would that be something that you could do? Would you love to hear the prayer things? Would you like to go on the net and get our updates? I circulate updates on CAP things every week. And the stories are phenomenal. And we keep you up to date with all the latest allowances and changes in government legislation. We're in the world, knowledgeable of what's happening in the world, but we're not of the world because we can bring people to a higher place for a peace that passes all understanding and a personal faith in God. Am a challenging enemy this morning to be in partnership with us? And if so, respond accordingly. And I would love to go off with names this morning that are going to partner us in this Wonderful work. Leaflets that we send out and have in different places, like doctor surgeries, telling people that free of charge, all forms of debt counselling is available. We have all sorts of marketing things. But the most important and effective thing is the word to word, sharing the love of God. I trust that has been a blessing to you. When it's statistics, it can get a bit boring and I've missed out some of the statistics because I don't want to draw on. My job as a fellow believer is to take each opportunity to radiate the love of God, to wound souls for Christ. Thereafter, the discipleship is in William's cubbyhole. Bring them on, William, as they've come to know the Lord. Let's all grow in faith and walk tall and serve God that we adore. The final song that's been selected for this morning is Out of My Bondage Sorrow and Shame Jesus I Come Is that right? Yeah, Jesus I come into your freedom gladness and light Jesus I come to you I've given you one or two thoughts personally this morning I'm going to ask you just to sit and sing this one I don't know if you normally sit to sing do you? yeah? you don't? they can they can't sit and they can stand right, ok do something that you don't do sit, sit so you can think of the words rather than the balance and the, the praise group can be standing up but just as we are singing the words think of all those that we have referred to in these statistics that are in bondage real bondage through addiction, through different things, people that are hurting and maybe on another occasion if we were invited back I would take a couple of people with me to share testimony to let you see the change and transformation in lives of people. Yes, and some of them phenomenal. I mean, we're dealing with people with 57 pounds a week for their allowance. I'm dealing with a couple that pay 1161 pounds a month for their mortgage and they're over 60. So none of you are exempt from the problem of debt. But there's a way forward in which you could be freed from that burden. If you are committed to working with CAP and also seeing real friendship to bring you on. Let's sing.